Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGuire for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Jordan Fermanis, Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing Mrs. Brown's Boys. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Brown's Boys. Uh, Nick, you're a fan. Um, I discovered uh, the other day that it was still on. Is it? It's still apparently being made. Good Lord. And um, it's been running since 2011. And for people who aren't familiar with it, uh, it's a TV program, mm -hmm. which to me seems to follow in a sort of almost pantomime kind of tradition. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps harking back to the Commedia dell'arte. Uh, okay. It, 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 but it's totally awful i mean i i um i've tried to watch it and when i when i first discovered it i didn't know anything about it and i thought well this is kind of looks innovative and interesting mm, it's it's, it's a, must be i thought <laughs> this must be this is like a parody of really bad comedies from the 70s and i i thought this is really clever actually because they've really managed to sort of boil down w unfunny comedies yeah. of the 70s into this kind of perfect distillation and then i discovered it was actually played straight that they they thought this was a comedy. The people making this program think it's a comedy. Yeah. The people writing it think that's how you write a comedy. It's not a parody at all. And millions of people uh, right. watching it. So it is a comedy. So I, I, but it summed up actually I, when I was researching it. Yeah. That I found a little Reddit interaction, which yeah. I think sums it up. So the questioner says, "Does anyone actually like Mrs. Brown's Boys? And if yes, why? I've always hated the show, and so does everyone I know. But it's still on air, yeah. so it must have a large audience. If you like it, please explain why." Yeah. And then the first answer is. The worst thing is not that it's an awful, dated, predictable, unfunny comedy, but that it's an awful, dated, predictable, unfunny comedy that's somehow broadcast on primetime BBC One to an audience of millions. And I think that is what we want to explore, is how this certainly isn't the only phenomenon that nobody likes and yet is inexplicably hugely popular. And so... Uh, I think we, it's an interesting enough phenomenon because quite a few things fall into that category. Things that no, not just things, oh, some people like them, some people hate them. Things that no one, no one likes uh, Mrs. Brown's Boy. I've never met anyone who doesn't hate it. Mm. And yet there, and yet, there it is. are people watching it's it. It's one of BAFTA. It's got 7.2 7 on IMDb. Really? I don't understand it. <laughs> How can it be? How can there be these things that everyone I know hates and everyone they know hates and nobody likes and everyone loads that are somehow who who is doing this this feels like a manifesto here i don't yeah. i just don't i don't understand it but it's certainly not an isolated case so i think yeah. i'd like to unpick these universally so, well, hated but inexplicably popular <laughs> cultural phenomena yeah 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 well i think there's something here about you know the wisdom of, of crowds and masses and also we shouldn't give people the vote and stuff like that uh, um <laughs> so working with the assumption that generally nobody likes it right that I, that I, we can challenge that assumption <laughs> yeah, later. Yeah, we probably should. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to get a little bit misanthropic here, but also um, we're going to. I think we need to um, stage an attack um, on um, Nick Hare's um, liberal North London um, <laughs> elitism. Keep. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, his ivory tower. Right. Um, so Peter. We're working with with the assumption that nobody likes it. I think. I think I've got a couple of ideas. Mm. I haven't really, I haven't had a chance to sort of 
do the math, as it were, and flash them out. But I think there's some sort of market failure going on. Um, okay. So, so I think I think in in a similar vein to the Happy Birthday song, which is fucking terrible. <laughs> um, it's it's. Do, do you got, mean the song? Do you mean Happy Birthday? I mean, yeah, the ha- yeah. I mean, it's Happy to birthday. call it the Happy Birthday song, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think it, that's what I it think, is. Well, we all yeah. understood straight yeah, away. Yeah, 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 fair enough. So I think there's some sort of like path dependency or cultural lock-in going on with Mrs. Brown Boys and similar phenomena, where um, at one time it was popular, right? So there, and it did have lots of views. Um, and the Does reason popular why, mean crap? That's another question. But anyway, keep going. Uh, and, and and but the reason why it was popular, so it was popular and had lots of views because it was new and it was stuck on primetime TV and everyone was kind of is forced to watch it. But it's it's now unpopular, but gets lots of views because it's on primetime TV, um, and the people who make the show and make the sh- decide the scheduling haven't got enough information about what people actually want to watch. And they're sort of stuck in a bit of a groove. Um, now, it's not a very robust uh, uh, theory because surely it, you'd have thought it had been more or less completely eroded by some on-demand TV. But I think there are still a large population of people thing, yeah. who watch primetime TV, and they're sort of just sort of stuck in it. You know, they've got to yeah. get they sit through it for an hour to get through to the news or something. Yeah, I, look, I don't think uh, no, that actually. Not implausible. I was going to say, I think Peter is right to say, actually, we should challenge, is it genuinely unpopular? But at the same time, there are other phenomena that are like that, e.g. Uh, lock in with, you know, like electricity providers or banks or something, mm. you know, where people will keep using the same bank, even if the service is terrible, because the switching costs are very high. And it might just be, well, people watch that slot, TV slot, regardless of what's on it and actually hate it but it's there and that's still better than watching a blank screen yeah my mum used to complain she used to say say, I don't know why I pay for my TV licence which she didn't by the way she didn't know they did (laughs) but and she says you know it's all rubbish Mm. but no one watched more TV than her right and in fact she used to moan about even she didn't like Mrs Brown's boys Um, (laughs) and used to moan because her best mate liked it Um, but actually then my mum would watch it all the time and complain yeah. about it. So, so I think there's something I mean, going on there. And yeah. I think the same is true for all daytime TV. So all of the back cash in the attics and all that kind of crap is the 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 you know the, the stakes are low enough that nobody really cares. As long as something's on. As long as you haven't got a, as long as you haven't got the test screen, they don't really care. But um, what if, I mean let's Jordan, yeah. I just I also wonder I'm not saying it's the case with Mrs. Brown's boys, but I wonder how many of these viewers are genuine or they're watching it kind of ironically as well because i think there is maybe a line where something's so bad so unpopular that it kind of develops a cult following for its badness watching it ironically and watching it ironically watching it ironically watching it ironically as a 20 something (laughs) it might not be mrs brown but i think there are other cultural examples of Mm. Uh, films and television that are so awful that people start to get behind them because they're just like, wow, this is so shocking. Yeah, The, the Room, I think, is a mm. good example. Yeah, the Tommy Wiseau film. And um, mm. William Shatner's music yeah, uh, career. Yeah. Nick Cage well, David, films as well, I guess. his music. And yeah, 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 yeah. That's that probably true. But I, I, it's, it's funny because I, I think that's an interesting idea, actually. I feel like the problem with the likes of Mrs. Brown's Boys is it's simply not bad enough. But I'll get, I'll, maybe we'll get to that in a bit. 
But I think that is an interesting category of thing we need to think mm. about. Well, so I, I, but I, I've also got another mechanism for the market failure, and I'm not sure that I, I've, it, I, it's just a half an idea, but there's some sort of Nash equilibrium that we've settled on that because there's some sort of, there's a competition a what between equilibrium? a Nash equilibrium mm. Nash okay yeah, you guys it's a thing from is. game theory it's I a thing from game theory right. so, so assuming yeah. that you know the, who are the players actually so the, play, the, well, the players are the viewers and the and the other player is the, the scheduler TV people TV scheduler yeah, yeah. Um, that they're, so, they're, they're both in competition with each other either in competition over the viewers time um, but they've said on a, a, a globally suboptimal locally maximal kind of uh, outcome <clears throat> and it's very difficult to get off that hill um to go and find a better one yeah so no, so no. it's basically literally bet because it's better than nothing yeah um it, it it still makes sense to keep the 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 people watching it kind of happy yeah but but they, even if there's something that even better than mrs brown's boys it's not going to make its way into the schedule yeah look I, isn't it just I've, the thick yeah. people and proles just love crap. We all think that's true, but we can't say it, Fraser. Now let's let's. I, I've got some other things which, if we want, I feel like I'm picking a bit on uh, on Mrs. Brown's boys. You might say deservedly, but I, I've got some other examples of things that are inexplicably popular. Before you uh, do, and universally hated. What? Yeah, I remember years ago. Most people have poor taste. Discuss. I mean, let's not discuss it. But that's also what I'm trying to say. But um, uh, Nick, um, so I've got the, some most hated celebrities of all time. Again, this is this is um, I, I don't know how they've worked this out, right? But but it's a good a good list. Right, let's run with it. I bet. Um, According to Buzzfeed, Justin Bieber. Yeah. Kanye West. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, three out of three. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. He's oh, like the new Gavin Williams. Now we know why you've <laughs> answered it. But you, you hate it, yet, and yet you can't stop. I actually don't know enough about. I don't know enough about it. Kim Kardashian. Shia LaBeouf. Simon Simon Cowell. Yeah. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh -huh. John Travolta, what? Uh, James Corden. Mm. Right. Univer these are movies that are u universally hated, but they think widely watched in the sense that there are lots and lots of ratings. So these are these are things that lots of people have seen, uh, but hate. And there's a whole there's a whole swathe of them. Epic movie, date movie, disaster movie, kind of generic churned out parodies of of genres um and uh, super babies baby geniuses too <laughs> which i have i've never seen but definitely want to um and some other ones the hottie and the knotty alone in the dark these um, are real films yeah and uh the only one i think i i and it's john travolta appearing again is battlefield earth which is oh, okay yeah, yeah. a famous very famous yeah. scientology based flop um so I just thought I'd throw those out because it feels to me like I get it, right? There's, what is it about Justin Bieber and James Corden and Kim Kardashian? We all know they're popular. Um, and, and actually films in that sort of... I don't think Battlefield Earth is one of them, but those sort of really run-of-the-mill films. It, the Fast and the Furious. With yeah, those, yeah, that, the things uh, we fast, love to hate. Yeah, like... that. Is there something distinctive about them? Because I feel like there might be, and I want to poke into that I mean, a little bit. I don't bit. know as much about the films, but certainly the individuals, which is lauded beyond their talents. Right. And, and c combined with a bit of smugness, quite a heavy smudge of smugness there. I think Gwyneth Paltrow, Justin Bieber. Mm. I think you've... Uh, that, Too I earnest. think... I think you've nailed it. I, yeah. I'd say it's the ego to talent ratio. Yeah. 
Although I think James Corner's pretty talented, actually. But anyway, I mean, I don't, I sort of understand why people hate him, but I actually quite like him. I think he is talented, but I just think maybe not necessarily very nice. So I have a, I've got a, I was actually listening to uh, the Scottish comedian and and Twitch streamer, Limmy. Oh. Mm. Um, he's got a real thing about James Corden. Oh, right. Uh, he's always, like, incredibly insulting about him because he's really, he's always nice about it. He's like, I don't hate James Corden. James Corden seems really talented to me, but I think the reason he's so annoying is... But he said he used the term try-hard, and I thought that's a really good... That nails, actually, something about... And it made me think As of David... What, he, he's overly ambitious? Uh, no, or? well, try-hard is in the sense of being someone who's untalented but eager to succeed despite their lack of talent. And they do so through kind of imitation and playing the part of a person who's like that, you know? Um, and, and you could see there's, there's, so in other words, like Kim Kardashian has carefully cultivated the image of being Kim Kardashian. And she wants you to think it's just her. It's mm. her, her authentic self. So I think it's that there's an inor- inauthenticity about yeah. the image, which, which I think really yes. people find very annoying. Um, so uh, yeah, so I th- I feel like that that is a definite class of class of person that the try hard, and I feel like that is common actually across really quite a few of these things. And I just does wonder that, if we that, can apply. There, is there an equivalent of that to the Mrs. Brown's boys and the the, the movies? I, I feel like there is, I, and I think it's the same thing. Is that this film thinks it it's thinks better it's than all that, it but is. it ain't all that. Yeah, it's not quite true of the films, but I think it's that sense of like of sort of behaving like your this product is really amazing. It's got all of the all of the trappings. It's in prime time. It's got you know ad, it's advertised everywhere. It's it, and and yet it does just doesn't deserve it. There's this sense of like almost like social policing like yeah. we 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 want to take this thing down a peg or two and if it was if it was on bbc2 at you know 10 in the evening we'd we'd leave it alone but it's yeah. the fact that it is so successful that makes us i mean there are some films that can be like that that are very weighty and um often talked about as sort of being made with a sort of looking at the oscars already mm. kind of thing and they can be quite tomish and so i think about things like um um, there will be blood, for example. Right. Now, which I think is actually a good film, but I can't. I've only seen it once. Um, I'm not going to go and watch that again. So they're a bit weighty, and I think things like Amistad as well. Um, I, I, I think the Shawshank Redemption, which again I like, it's a good film, but it's nowhere near as good as it's lauded as. I think it is. Oh, um, you're one of those popular people yeah. who like who like things that are popular. Yeah, I must be. <laughs> like, like like Mrs. Brown. Yeah, yeah, that brilliant TV um, program. I don't know where we've just gone, but because I, I interjected there, but um, Jordan. Yeah, I guess it, things that everyone says they hate but are really popular. Um, I guess it kind of picks up on a few a few things. It's like we always need things to dislike, I guess, and disliking popular things is a good place to start because you can just. Be nice and contrary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And mm. you can just sort of take the piss out of things that everyone likes. You can and set yourself apart people yeah. in, in a way that you hope is, appears interesting. Yeah. And then there's the other thing of, you know, like you've got hipster culture yeah. now, which is basically taking cultural artifacts that no one really mm. does much with and turning them into cool things. Yeah. And being anti-cultural um, as well. And things that other people like. Yeah. yeah. 
Liking, um, do you think there's a movement in the hipster? Is there, is there a hardcore of hipsters who, who are following Mrs. Brown's boys and love it? And genuinely love Possibly. it. Possibly. Possibly. Th- you you um, have made me think, actually, though, is there also a phenomenon of, um, you know, the secret Tories? Which, mm. Or shy Tories, no, I think. Shy Tories. Well, no, it reminds me of a joke that um, uh, Stuart Lee uh, so it was a quite a long routine just about how you know in the th- in the 80s everyone hated Thatcher the miners hated her and the teachers hated her and the workers hated her and the railway the unions hated her and everyone hated Thatcher it's a wonder she kept getting elected <laughs> and um and I and and obviously like it, it, the 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 opinion polls used to always massively undersell the Tories they because yeah. of this thing about they had become known as um you know uh, all, uh, it was just the people who didn't like them were so much more vocal than the people who did like them that people just lied about what they were going to vote for they didn't mm. want to admit to voting Tory and um is is it the same phenomenon here i mean are there are there people secretly listening to uh, you know to Justin Bieber and uh, watching Mrs. Brown's Boys as some kind of guilty pleasure, but they know that they wouldn't yeah. admit to that. With their thumb over the home button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's the Just same with like... someone walks. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like eat, eating at McDonald's or um, buying Apple products or mm. watching things on Amazon, all these things that oh everyone... God. I do all of them. No, I'm... but like people no, love right. railing against Twitter, but everyone's using... You know, like it's like yeah. all these things where you're not it's not sort of culturally acceptable to like them but we all kind of do them anyway and we all kind of secretly know that about each other as well i think like you like it's not very cool to really love amazon but mm. everyone is obviously using yeah. amazon it, it's like these i think there's also maybe something about the scale as well like when once something is such a big multinational it's like you can't really like it anymore you got to like things that are Small and niche mm. and, and, and interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, they become a utility. Yeah. Saying like you like running water. Like you, can't, <laughs> you can't really yeah. do without it. Yeah. I'm not sure if this relates, but I know I've been involved in at least a couple of uh, sort of social groups, both of which were to do with uh, creativity. And one was um, when I was on a, a documentary filmmaking course for a few months, and another one now when I'm a documentary photography course. Everyone there's pretty lefty. Mm. Okay. And that's all right. I'm fairly lefty. Um, I'm actually quite centrist, but probably on the left of that. Um, however, I find myself in our online discussions and I, I, I'm sort of defending the Daily Mail and just going on about how great it is. And actually, don't, you shouldn't write off the Daily Mail. And li- I mean, literally talking about the, specifically the Daily Mail, um, just because I, it, just, it just infuriates me just how bloody right on everyone is. Um, in, mm. amongst this lot and actually I probably think most of the things that they think but or it's left just on. yeah I'm cr- exactly I'm pretty left on um, <laughs> yeah I don't know if this ties into it guys I feel a bit lost where are we no, I, I feel like we I feel like, have, I feel well, like we've I, run out of steam do you feel no, the opposite no right. I'm intrigued by that idea because I think you know it's like what I was touching on with the shy Tories you don't get shy Labour supporters no because it has a it has a it's always been cooler to be on the left yeah but but then you have to ask why and is it something to do with, um, you know, perceived motivations or something like like the left is sort of associated with nice, being nice? Now, obviously, if you know about economics, you realise that's not entirely fair way of looking mm. at it. But um, but that's the, that's the sort of association. <clears throat> so what associations do we have with things like Mrs. Brown's Boys and James Corden? Yeah. That mean it's sort of that could explain why it's socially unacceptable to admit to liking them. 
if this is part of the answer. And of course, the re we don't know. What is it about them if, that's socially if, unacceptable? Yeah, but if it's the case that I mean, they're that's very true, low then we're going to we're going to yeah. struggle to work out why because there are all these people out there and not telling us and they're not telling us why they like it. Yeah, I don't think it's a, a high culture, low culture thing either because I think. Like you've got Love Island, for example, which you know some people are very proud to say that they watch Love Island. Even but though no it's like, one's proud of saying that they watch Mrs. Brown's Boys. Hmm. I, no, no, I think you're right. I think no, I think you're onto something. Keep going. Yeah. So yeah, no, exactly. So I, I don't think it's a matter of oh something's unsophisticated. So I'm 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 not I'm not sort of going to you know proudly say that I, I watch it. I think there are some things that are so bad that people are quite happy to say that they watch and they're really and they're really popular. But there are others where it's just not the case it's at all. It's beyond the pale. Yeah. I don't know what it's in the sort of uncanny valley of badness. Yeah. It's not but also, quite bad, but it's not quite bad enough. Yeah. But also, it's not just bad, because I think it's something like Love Island, there's definitely something generational going on mm. there, which is definitely not for me, but for others, it's definitely it's fine. That's great. Yeah. Um, I, and I, well, hold up. I, I do think... Whereas I old Br Mrs. Brown's is very old-fashioned, though, and almost bored of... Right, but, yeah, but, but I, I think if you go back to, you know, this, this, this the, the things provoking a particularly emotional response because of this perceived... Um, this perceived di mismatch between their, their status and this, their deserved status. I feel like things like Love Island um, know they're lowbrow. They go right in there and say, we're not pretending to be, you know, I, Claudius. Mm. We're Love Island. <laughs> and also stuff that I quite like, like uh, The Naked Truth, which mm. I, I mm. always really liked, and, and Take Me Out, which I always found quite fun to watch. Um, mm. uh, you know, they, no. they are not pretending to be anything other anything than what other they, they are. are. And... and Therefore, I think it's acceptable, isn't it? It's acceptable in even in metropolitan metropolitan circles to say that you like Love Island. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's something about. So, so then I guess it's a question of authenticity, perhaps. Mm, yeah. More yeah. so than, than uh, yeah, quality and, and insight. It's like yeah. the, the Mrs. Brown's Boys, as much as it is a sort of, uh, it's an entity in its own right, doesn't realise what <laughs> yeah. it is. Mm. I think it definitely <laughs> does. <laughs> I think it definitely does. Is it? Is it? But uh, well, Nick made the case earlier that Mrs. Brown's boys is—they're not—they're not aware of how crap it is, <laughs> and they're doing it authentic, you know, authentically, mm. and they think that they're doing this great pantomime kind of show. Um, but maybe they're right. Millions love it. Yeah. Um, well, no, just, I think that authenticity yeah. thing—I feel like that simmered it down even further to a, a delicious mm. sort of, uh, you know, concentrated stock of what we're talking about here i think i think that's it i feel like if you had to put it's that perceived inauthenticity which which puts the james cordons and the justin bieber in one yeah. bucket yeah you know and, yeah. whereas but i think mrs brown's voice is authentic yeah you're yeah. right it doesn't quite work no um by the way one thing i think is really nice about uh, mrs brown's voice is and this will warm the cockles of your heart which is the the guy who's the main actor in it that i don't know his name is brendan something he's mm. an irish bloke um, middle-aged and um, obviously he's in, in, in drag during it but for years decades possibly um, he was um, um, I think he was a stand-up comedian or if not right. that something it was always he's always been in entertainment was not doing very well at all hmm. um, and but just kept going kept going and thought oh, one day I might make it big um, and he's a nice guy I think from what I've seen hmm. um, and his kind of almost his last gasp was, I've got an idea for this show. I don't know if anyone's going to go for it. Um, and after years of being knocked back, got, you know, got this show made. M millions of people watch it. And he's probably a multimillionaire now because of it. So try hard. 
<laughs> but, <laughs> no, but he's not Troy Hill because he's not like Gwyneth Paltrow um, or Kim Kardashian. So I think he knows it. I'd, I'd, I'd like to sit down in the pub and have a drink with him. I yeah. tell you what, and definitely you, Nick. Um, we'd have you'd have a great time. You, me, and Brendan, we'd have a lovely time in I'm down sure. the pub. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, two things. Um, one, I can't believe we've got this far in this about things that people uh, hate but are inexplicably popular. Piers Morgan. Yeah, mm. gotta say those two. Oh, he's just the vilest person out there. It's awful, like just how he is popular. That's that's what always springs to my mind. There's the second thing I was going to say, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to think about this this idea of popularity a little bit as well. Is like, what do we mean? Like, do we mean viewership? Like, just purely mm. lots of people it, watch yeah. Mrs. Brown's Boys? Because I, I I get the impression that they're not popular. It's not popular in the sense that. They have legions of fans going out there saying, we love Mrs. Brown's boys. Like, it's not it. that kind of popularity. Uh, We're talking purely like audi audience numbers. And so I wonder, yeah, is there something, maybe our metric for popularity is also not really Well, this is like how a podcast to... we did about that episode about, um, what was it, films and too much money. And, you know, mm. is, is how do you measure popularity? Is it, you know, financially successful? Yeah, a million people or... liking something a bit yeah. is still enough to make you money. Mm. You know, where 10 people really loving it is not. It's not, yeah. yeah. But actually, and going back to something else we were talking about, things that are, and maybe actually this is a good moment for us to wrap up. And I was thinking about, you know, what's popular that you do like. You know, I don't think there's going to be anything that Nick, you know, just, you know. Because I only listen to <laughs> experimental esoteric. Correct. I, the only TV I like watching is geometric shape played in a random order. Right, exactly. It's the only thing Read I find stimulating enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dostoyevsky. Yeah. And played yeah. backwards. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Anton Deck. I really like Anton Deck. I don't think anyone dislikes Anton Deck. Very likable, right? Um, cheeky Chappies. And their latest thing, which is uh, Saturday Night Live. Bits of it. A little bit, you know. Oh, really? Okay. But a little, no, a little bit too lowbrow for me. Even for you. Even for <laughs> an intellectual giant like me. Um, I like them and they're very likable. Um, I don't watch... Um, Do you like it because it goes over your head, actually? Maybe that's why. <laughs> that's the, the bits that I think are rubbish. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just gone over my head. But um, what's the one they all go in the jungle? What's that called? I'm a celebrity. Yeah, I, I never watch that. That's awful. I, yeah. I mean... Maybe that's a little bit of diversion. No, I think I, that's, I, I, that's I think the celebrity's trying hard, isn't it? I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. You know, Good. You don't go on, yeah. I'm a celebrity, get, out of here, get me out of here, if your career is booming. Yeah. Do yes. you? Yeah, and I think there's something <laughs> about Like that Matt Hancock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's that motivation of, I'm doing this for me, because I want my, somehow I want to... Yeah. I want a career. I want to reboot not, my Not I want to be good career. at something and succeed doing that. Yeah. It's mm. that I just want to be a successful person and I need to be on TV. Yeah. Which, which again, yeah. I think that's rather cynical of you because um, apparently Matt Hancock is only going on there so that um, he can raise awareness of dyslexia. Is he? Yeah. Um, so and look. Well, so now you have to support it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise you're, yeah. you know, oppressive. Yeah. So look, let's definitively ask that question. Is that is that going to be our end yeah, question? Yeah. What, what, what things what's do we like? What's popular that you like? That we like, right? Yeah. Anything for popular culture that you like? Um, Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it's, it's, so the things that I'm kind of into aren't necessarily popular culture anymore, but they were. 
So I'm getting um, madrigals. So um, <laughs> me, me, when um, when I'm looking after Ada, uh, we we have rock out time, which basically means I put on sort of cool 70s, 80s, 90s mainstream rock music. Yes, brilliant. Um, and we dance around, and she loves it. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, actually, on the same vein, I've got a song that I love driving along to and with my family as well. Is this the way to Amarillo? Tony yeah, Christie. Good. That's good. Yeah. I love it. That's I, a good I, song. I listened to it on the way here today, in fact. Uh, Jordan, what about yourself? There's a, I guess there's like movie, se- like Transformers series. I, I, I thought that was good. I think a lot of people didn't like it, but I, but it was really popular. Um, I guess I like that pop music from the late 2010s. I'm also into. Mm. What's um, your favorite early- hit? Do you like this uh, Kanye West? Character? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Yay. No can anymore. Um, I do actually. Um, yeah, Kanye. Yeah, Kanye West would be a good example. I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Does he? And this is an honest question. Does he still actually? Because he makes records, right? He's a produce, producer. He's a and, producer and a and rapper. And does he still like do his own rapping? Songs and his own <laughs> rapping. Yeah. Does he have a man yeah. for that? He's <laughs> <laughs> a rapping waller nowadays. <laughs> um, but is he? He's more. I guess. He's, is he now more just of a personality? He's more into fashion, and he's got other kind of. Has he put a record interests. out in the last year? Not that just not he, in the last year, but I okay. think he's put one out in yeah. the. In, he's in not the so last into trailers anymore. No, he. <laughs> no, he. Uh, is he, he Donald Trump's mate? Um, he was a supporter. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he's, he's there on the fringes. I kind of read yeah. about him just doing mad stuff. But I don't but know much. Yeah, of... I think that's why I like him. I think because he just does inexplicably weird things. And he, I think he likes to kind of, he likes to sort of send up the kind of cultural zeitgeist a bit, which I find interesting as well. Okay. Would, but would you? So thinking about, um, Actually, I've got, uh, I suppose my nomination would be, I was going to say, I was gonna, just because it's been an earworm of mine for the last couple of days, yeah. uh, More Than Words by Extreme, which That's I think a was brilliant. It's a great Love song. it. Yeah. But, but again, it's one of those things. It was Weirdly, a number one on their album, uh, Porno Graffiti, I think. But it, was, but it was number one for about a million years. Oh, and, was it? And, um, and yeah. was like the thing that everywhere in Europe, they were playing it constantly for on loop for six months. And I, I feel like it, I wouldn't admit to liking that song if, if I was on, you know, yeah. If I was being interviewed by um, by Melvin Bragg, but I uh, <laughs> I love it. But no, I was going to say in what the celebrity camp, this for up for the same reason that Jordan was selling me Kanye. <laughs> I mean, yay! I really like Sheila Buff for the same reason. Like he's he's really aggressively dislikable, and he doesn't do anything to make you want to like him. Um, and yet. I find him inexplicably really, I've got a lot of respect for that, you know, going to go all out. And he's not dislikable in a kind of grumpy way or anything. He's dislikable because he's an arrogant bastard who appears to believe he's the best actor ever. And he's just completely unapologetic about that. I, I like that. I think he's not a bad actor. I think actually. one could like I the concept of that. But if you spent more than ten minutes with him, you'd go, "Oh god." Maybe, but he he is a good actor as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I've only seen him in one thing, I think and he's he was good to, in that. He's yeah, got yeah. to got a hand in hand in that. So fair enough. Yeah, I'm not done actually. I thought I would be, but I'm excited now because you got me thinking about oh. going out for for dinner. It's going to turn into more than dinner with with Sheila Buff. Oh yeah, um, and Kim Kardashian's coming along as well. 
I just want, what's the worst, imagine that sort of worst party or, or the greatest worst night out, or the worst great night out. I mean, who's going to be there? Yay is going to be there, your mate, yay. This is actually <laughs> um, sounds really good fun. Yeah, Anton Decker coming Obviously, along. Obviously, the Beebmeister has to turn <laughs> yeah. up and sing a song. Well, at I'm some a believer. We're going to have Tony Christie's going to come as well. No, but he's good. But we've got our good bad guys and we've got our bad bad guys. So. I remember my... Um, Gwyneth Paltrow won't come because mm. they haven't got the right cuisine. At the <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember in, no. The, in, in about 1990, um, ABBA was popular. Mm. And I remember someone saying, ABBA's... Uh, they were having an ABBA renaissance thing. And I think since then, ABBA have st just stayed at a certain level of popularity and has have a huge amount of respect, you know. Mm. But they said... Um, you know, in the late seventies, everyone hated ABBA. Mm. They were they were seen as like the epitome of really terrible cheap pop. Yeah, um, it it does take time mm, for the true diamonds, I suppose, to emerge. And I and I and I think you know it could be could be in ten years' time, we, Mrs. Brown's boys will have turned out to be an actual massive cultural icon, and we'll all be embarrassed to say that we didn't like it. But it'll be on record because it, here we un are. Unfortunately, so yeah. and so, I'm going to take this opportunity I, now. I sorry, can live, on, Peter. I can live with it. Okay, well, <laughs> I can live with it. Yeah, well, just in case. Sorry, Piers. Obviously, you're a wonderful human being. Okay, time to stop there. I feel. Um, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrewer. We've been here with Jordan Fermanis, Peter Cockle, and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>